Has the world gone crazy? Life is difficult. When you need help, where do you turn? Welcome to Christian Impact, impacting your life with spiritual truth. I am Dr. Kelly Blanton, and I'm sharing practical truths in the Bible that can truly change your life. Today is January 3rd, 2023. Yes, it is a new day in a new year. And as we do this, we're going to begin a new series called Words for Life. Yes, you see, in this series, we're going to be looking at the yearly lectionary reading. You can feel free to Google. You can Google 2023 lectionary readings if you want to see all the scriptures on all the days that are being read. But we're going to look at these. And as we do, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to provide us with a fresh prophetic word to us from these traditionally read scripture passages. In other words, we're going to ask God that he would really speak to us from his word in a refreshing, life-giving message to us because his word never changes. It is sharper than a two-edged sword and he can speak to us today through his word. So with that, we're going to begin and the prophetic word for this reading is identified. Why identified? Well, let's look at these two scriptures, or these two passages of scriptures, and allow the Lord to speak to us. First, Isaiah 63, verses 7 through 14. I will mention the loving kindness of the Lord and the praises of the Lord according to all that the Lord has bestowed on us, and the great goodness toward the house of Israel which he has bestowed on them according to his mercies, according to the multitude of his loving kindness. For he said, Surely there are my people, children, who will not lie. So he became their Savior. In all their affliction he was afflicted, and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity he redeemed them, and he bore them and carried them all the days of old. But they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit, so he turned himself against them as an enemy, and he fought against them. Then he remembered the days of old, Moses and his people, saying, Where is he who brought them up out of the sea with the shepherd of his flock? Where is he who put his Holy Spirit within them? Who led them by the right hand of Moses with his glorious arm, dividing the water before them to make for himself an everlasting name? Who led them through the deep as a horse in the wilderness, that they might not stumble? As a beast goes down into the valley, and the Spirit of the Lord causes him to rest, so you lead your people to make yourself a glorious name. I want to go ahead and comment on this before we read the next passage. Identified. You know, the children of Israel have been identified as God's people. Or they make that claim that they are 
God's chosen people. It is something that they have clung to for thousands of years. And I say that because there are many people today that don't believe that. We're living in a world where multi-religious faiths, multi-belief systems are more common, and some are extremely hostile to the Judeo-Christian belief system. And so they may doubt that Israel would be God's chosen people. But even in doubting this, you you can't deny the fact that these people have this identity upon their culture and life, and it's been that way, again, for thousands of years. And we see here in Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah is remembering, he's remembering the goodness, the kindness of the Lord, and how God chose the children of Israel, how he chose Abraham, how he chose Moses, how he he chose them. He became their savior. He delivered them out of Egypt. And then it says that they grieved his spirit. They rebelled. They grieved him. And they came to a point where God himself fought against them. And of course, in history, Israel was, they lost their land. They were taken into Babylon and Persia for a series of exile before they eventually returned to the land of Israel. And I want us to pause a second. You know, in the Psalms, when they want you to pause and contemplate on something, they put this word Selah in there. And this is almost a Selah type of moment where I want us to pause. And please know this as you listen. I'm not sitting here. I have a few notes in front of me. I have the scriptures that I'm, I'm reading and that I'm looking at. But I am just giving you what I believe the Lord has given me in this moment. I know that can sound crazy. I should have something prepared and be very professional. But because we're wanting to do a prophetic series, I am just here, me and you. Technically, it's me and the microphone, but... I'm believing that I'm looking at you sitting across from me on the other side of this mic. And I just want to speak my heart and what I believe the heart of the Lord is wanting to speak today through this scripture. And so, again, that little explanation, I won't do this every week. But as I read this, I I, I think about where we are in our country. And I think about where we may be. And is there times when you feel like, man, I'm struggling, I'm dealing with things, the temptations of this life are just so much around me, what am I supposed to do in times of trouble? Is God ever going to rescue me? You ever been in that position where you just feel like, God, are you ever going to rescue me? Can you see me, Lord? You know, his people that identify themselves with him, it says that he became their savior. He bore them. He carried them in days of old. But they rebelled and they grieved his spirit. And if you're a believer like me, I look at this nation and I'm grieved because 
there are so many that call themselves Christians and they're not walking with the Lord. They're not walking with the Lord. We have, we have compromised. And when I say this, I have to put myself in that same situation. I can't judge everyone else around me. I have to realize that I am one of those people. If I'm going to judge them, I have to judge myself. And, and we as Christians, we need to say, you know what? We have really rebelled against the Lord. I love contemporary music. There was a point when I was younger in my life, I was really big into, man, I made to make sure that the church I'm in has good music. I, I, and I, I was a music major earlier in life. I've, 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 I, I'm still musically involved today. But I can remember being in my young 20s, I just really thought that the pinnacle of success in a church was this music. And today, I'll be honest, I, I'm grieved at the condition of so many churches. Because if we look like the world, are we any different? Are we any different than the world? Today, and as, and I share this, because I love good music as much as anybody else, but I also, I'm honest to go, we have more rock concerts, or we just have, maybe not rock, but that was music I liked, but we have more concerts going on in churches than we do the heart of God. We, 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 we want to be so professional. Even in doing this podcast, I know people are trying to give me tips and pointers how I can be more professional. I don't want to be professional. I want God to speak through me. And we have to admit, can you admit this with me, that Lord have we rebelled to a point of making ourselves an enemy? Do we want to look so much like the world that we're willing to fight alongside of the world against you? I don't know if that's you, but would you pray with me, Lord? Father, we confess that we don't want to be your enemy, God, and we don't want to be so friendly with the world. We don't want to look like the world in such a way that we get wrapped up, God. You told us to seek first your kingdom, and that you would take care of the things that we need, Lord. Father, forgive us, God. We don't want to grieve your spirit, God. We want to be your people. We want to be identified with you and not the world. Thank you, Lord, that you love us and you forgive us. Now, I want to continue on in Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 through 23. It reads, Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night, and departed for Egypt, and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry and sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all his districts from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, A voice was heard in Ramah, 
lamentation, weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted because they are no more. Now when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the young child's life are dead. Then he arose, took the young child and his mother, and came to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea instead of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned by God in a dream, he turned aside into the region of Galilee. And he came and dwelt in the city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets, he shall be called a Nazarene. Now, this is actually a wonderful scripture to read in the new year. We've just had Christmas. We've celebrated the birth of Jesus. And we've read stories from Luke and Matthew. And you, you know about the the shepherds seeing the angels in the fields and the, the wise men seeing the star in the east and traveling. And this is the New Year portion. This is after Jesus has been born, after the wise men have come and bowed and given their gifts to Jesus. This is the aftermath. You see, Herod wanted to find Jesus. He wanted to find this king of kings that was born, that the wise men were seeking. He wanted to kill him. He wanted to kill Jesus early. And when we look at Herod, it was not just Herod. You know, the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, and rulers of dark places. You see, the devil wanted Jesus dead. And he used Herod. Herod was a man that was married to the world. Church, we don't want to be married to the world. We don't want to be in that world system. Herod was. He was controlled by the enemy. And when he realized that he says he was deceived by the wise men. Do we understand the wise men were wise? That they understood that this was the Son of God, this was the Messiah. And after they had met him, they, they they were they were aware, they were warned by an angel what was going to happen, and they went a different route. See, they didn't tell Herod the truth. They didn't tell Herod where the child was. And when they left, they made sure they left from a different route so that Herod wouldn't know the truth. And Herod became infuriated. He was expecting them to come back and tell him where this child was, that he could send troops to to kill. And instead, they they didn't. They pulled a fast one on him. And so Herod <clears throat> became very angry. And so he put out an edict that said he was going to put every male child in the Bethlehem and his districts to death that was two years of age and under. Now, why two years of age and under? Because unlike the mythology and I say mythology because when we look at the nativity scene, um, we want to celebrate it all in one night. Scripturally, it didn't happen all in one night. Um, you know, you read it, and I, I guess if you imagine well, you can think it all happened in one night. But when you read it, you understand that there was there's time span in between events. Uh, things just, it wasn't like the angel showed up in the field and the wise men traveled thousands of miles in a single night. That's not how it happened. And so given the time the wise men came through and Herod saw them and then they had to journey to Bethlehem and, and they'd been journeying before that and, and 
All Herod knew is what they told him from the star. And so when the wise man did not show back up, doesn't say how long that was, but when Herod realized that they had fooled him, he wanted to kill every male child two years under because that's basically the time frame he was looking at is that Jesus was born somewhere no more than two years ago from the point he was at right then and there. And so there's this two-year window, so he gonna, he's going to kill all the children. And that's what makes, when we talk about why Christians are so upset with abortion and things, we have to understand that the enemy is trying to wipe out a generation. And it's not just abortion. There, there are things going on in this world where people are trying, governments, unseen powers, they're trying to eradicate the population of this planet. Um, we're, we're seeing, we're seeing genocides that are going on, uh, through, through drugs, through abortions, through euthanasia, through, um, all kinds of means. And it's, it's the enemy attempting to eradicate a generation of people from this planet. Why? Because it's something special. At this point, Jesus was the special Messiah. Today, we are awaiting the return of Jesus Christ, and there's a generation here that is, 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 is upon this that the enemy is trying to do away with. And then, of course, Joseph was told in a dream. Joseph hid the child in Egypt. And then this was to fulfill what the prophet said about out of Egypt, I called my son. Now, it's interesting because Egypt so much represents the world. And notice that in the Old Testament, the children of Israel were delivered out of Egypt. And here Jesus as a child is taken to Egypt to have a little bit of that world so that he can be called out of it. And he's called out. God is calling you and me out of the normal, out of the world. No, we're not. We're, we still have to live here. We still have to be, you know, in this world, but we're not supposed to be of this world. And with this, I want to read one last scripture from the lectionary, Galatians 4, verses 4 through 7. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Yes, God is He's calling us. He's calling us out of this world. He wants to adopt us. Do you understand that you and I were born slaves? We were born slaves, slaves to sin and darkness. And as slaves to sin and darkness... There is, in some ways, we can't say no to doing the wrong thing. We, we're going to say yes all the time. But he's called us out. He has redeemed us and he's adopted us as his sons. One of the things I teach in our discipleship material, and we may be looking at putting some of those discipleship lessons in the future, in future podcasts. But for right now, I just want to share that one of the things we teach about is that there is a slave mentality and there is a free man's mentality. There's two different mentalities. And 
most most of us, even though we come to know Christ, we're still living with this slave mentality. We're lost and in the dark, and we just think things should be a certain way because that's what how slaves think. They don't understand that there's an entirely different way to think as a free person, and it's not the same. And God's calling us to be his sons, his daughters, his his children, and he's calling us out to a different life. He wants us to walk a different path. And this is where I just want to come to this point where I feel like so many of us, we struggle with life and temptations and there's pains that we're going through. But you know, Jesus has walked that path for us. I mean, just think about it. Even in Matthew, as a child, as a baby, his family had to go on the run from an evil, tyrannical government that wanted to kill him. And they had to go to a foreign country. And they had to live there until it was safe to go back. You know, he dealt with, as he grew up, being betrayed by friends. I mean, ultimately, he was nailed to the cross for our redemption. But he's come to redeem us. And he's saying to all of us, all of us who have excuses and temptations and mistakes and failures, he's saying to you and me that he can redeem us. He says, I can redeem you. He says, I've been there. He says, I've walked in your shoes. That's what he says about it. That's what he's saying. So what about you? Where in your life do you need to remember God's faithfulness? Just like the prophet Isaiah in that scripture, he remembered God's faithfulness. Can we remember God's faithfulness? Can we find hope in the midst of despair? Are you going through something hard that you feel like there's just no way out? Can you see that Jesus is with you now? Can you see that he's walked with you in your pain? He's not trying to dismiss it. He's trying to walk with you through it. See, we know, I know that we need more than just, quote, pat answers or some bumper sticker theology. But the truth is found in God's scripture. The truth is found in Jesus Christ. See, he's there in our pain and our struggles right now. That's a, that's a fact. He's there to rescue you and me. He's there. He wants us to identify with him because he has identified with us. He's identifying with you even now. And he's saying he's called us forth. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love us, God. I thank you, God, that you're calling us forth, God. Lord, I pray right now in Jesus' name that we would not make excuses, that we wouldn't we wouldn't sit back and go, yes, but, yes, but I've got the, you don't understand, but, 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 Father, we, we give up the buts. We come to you and we say, Lord, forgive us, God. Forgive us for putting ourselves against you, for identifying with the world. God, forgive us for these things, Lord. Lord, help us to identify with you. 
We want to be your children. We want to be your sons and daughters, Lord. God, we want to walk with you. God, help us to break out of a slave mentality and see things as you see things, God. Father, I pray that for those that are in despair, for those that are struggling, God, that your spirit would begin to comfort them, Lord. And Father, I pray, God, that you begin to speak life and freshness into us, God. That, Father, this is a new year. This is a new day, God. And, Lord, I pray that your words that you create, you make all things new, would just resonate in our hearts right now in Jesus' name. I feel that for someone, God makes all things new. It doesn't matter what your past is like. It doesn't matter what what's happened as of right now, God makes all things new. And that's what we want to respond to, Lord. We want to respond to you making all things new, God. Quicken our hearts with boldness, God. Quicken us now, God, that now is the time to step forth. Now is the time to step forth into the new life that you offer us, God. That all things are past, God. All things are now new before us, God. And that we begin to walk forth as you call us, God. As you want us to be, God. Lord, I thank you that you offer us forgiveness and newness, God. Fill us with your spirit. Fill us with boldness. Thank you for this forgiveness in your life. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you've received that word that you're going to step forth in the newness of life and in the the new things that God is, is doing for you. We're believing that God is going to do incredible things in his people in this new year. Please feel free to uh, contact us. You can contact us on our website. You can drop us a line at admin, A-D-M-I-N, at christianimpact.net. You can also find other teachings and podcasts on our website at www.christianimpact.net. And until next time, God bless.